Yanni Dawson refuses to be categorized as the podcast. Welcome back. And today in a truly random topic, I'm going to talk about why I decided to write an erotic romance, <laughs> romance novel. <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! I'm always going to keep you on the toes, guys. You're never sure what you're going to get here. Anyway, so yes, I've done it. I have actually written an erotic romance novella. I am bloody thrilled with myself. I'm so, so happy. In fact, I've just submitted it just now to Kindle Direct Publishing and it should be online the next couple of days. And I'm just, I feel so many waves of gladness. So I was going to talk to you in this podcast about the fears I had, how long I've talked about doing this project, why it's so important to do random creative side projects, how I managed to pull together these kinds of things and make them happen in a really short amount of time, and why I've decided to self-publish this one. So uh, I started getting into erotic romance novellas, I think it's nearly 10 years ago now. Um, And it was because Kindles came out. I got my first Kindle and I, along with the rest of the world, jumped into (laughs) romance and erotica um, pretty quickly once Kindles came out. And it was fascinating because a whole bunch of research came out that showed the uptake was increasing because women are able to read these kinds of books without anyone else seeing what they're reading. Like you're not, you've got no, don't, you don't have Fabio on the cover anymore. Um, and so you can just read whatever you like. You can read this kind of stuff on the train, on the bus, in front of your kids and be like, this is fine. This is totally fine. I had a little baby um, and was stuck in the bed for hours and I was like, well, ah, I'm going to like, what else am I going to do with my time? Um, And it was awesome. It was so awesome. It was like a reclamation of joy and sensuality. And um, it has become one of the biggest blessings in my life, hands down. Like the joys of erotica and romance. Like I will shout about them from the rooftops. I think they're so important for giving your brain a break. I know when I get anxious or really bogged down in life, the best thing I can do is read a fiction book. And for me, erotica and romance is like the ultimate brain holiday. It's just gladness all around. Why not? Um, And it's also really helpful when you're, if you're a mom and you're, sex drive is kind of a little bit low because of course (laughs) you're mothering um it can really help to raise your libido as well which is bloody scrumptious like high five to that so i've been reading erotica and romance for years and years now and i've also wanted to write an erotic novella a novella is like a short short story they're usually between 10 and 20,000 words Um, and um, I've been talking about doing it for years and I told my husband about him I told my friends about I was like I really want to write a romantic novella and if you know me you know me I'm the kind of person who doesn't usually talk about what she wants to do she just does it and then puts it out in the world Um, and so it was kind of fascinating that I kept on putting it on 
the back burner and not doing it. And when I looked at why I wasn't doing it, I realized there was a few sticking points for me. So the first point was I felt like I needed to have an explicit conversation with my husband to make sure he was totally on board with it. And I know that might seem like a really unfeminist thing to um, to say, but for me, I've been with my husband for 20 years. He is behind, you know, everything I do and um, his support is invaluable to me. And he also happens to be hugely and incredibly private. So even though I wasn't necessarily writing a novel about us, um, it's something that I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to cross a boundary with him about and that he would feel completely comfortable with it. So I sat him down and I said, hey, you know, I've been talking about this romance novella. I need to make sure that you are super cool with it because if you're not, then I don't really want to waste my time. Um, and for me, I, you know, I feel really creatively fulfilled in lots of ways. And if it's something that he wasn't comfortable with, then I would work out something else to do that would feel like a good fit for the both of us. Um, so it was really important to me to get his, his feedback. That's not necessarily like the way it is that it should be for everyone. Um, Also, this is a man who lets me run wild with any fucking idea I have. So it's not a control thing. It was just kind of like a, I don't know, I kind of felt like I needed consent and support as as sexual partners uh, because I was going to be writing about sex, which is something that I share with him. I don't know. Maybe I'm over explaining this. Anyway, I personally just felt like I needed to clear it with him. And he was totally cool about it. He was like, that's great. And that's groovy. And He'll never read it. I mean, he doesn't never reads anything that I write, um, be, and that's totally fine. He's not somebody who like loves reading in that way, um, and I think it's kind of healthy. Like, he's not a massive fangirl of mine. He just believes in me and believes in me wholeheartedly, and I really appreciate that. Um, so it was good to like get off that fear off my chest. Like, okay, this is something that my comfortable my husband is completely comfortable with and he didn't really give a fuck whether I put it under my name or or a pen name. In the end I decided to to put it under a pen name and don't worry, I will tell you what the pen name is. I will shout about this pen name and the name of the book from the rooftops. The only reason I've put it under a pen name is because when the only pe- people search Leonie Dawson on um Amazon, they're used to finding gold stuff. <laughs> and so I wanted to kind of keep that brand, that brand separate um, from the goals stuff. And that way as well, if I decide to write more erotic shit, then I can just put it under the erotic pen name instead. And when people really like my erotic stuff, they can just find it through there. Um, when I was like, pushing through like okay what what else is stopping me from doing this I realized that I had like just kind of this weird funny little shame about it like as though it's not the done thing in some way I don't know there was some kind of fucking patriarchal bullshit there and I was like you know what no I'm not down with this I love breaking taboos I love being all of myself and I love doing that 
even when it means that I behave and present in ways that other people may not find super comfortable. So um, it was like a real concerted, like, I have to look and see what this fear is. Ah, it's kind of this patriarchal bullshit fear that I've somehow un, like inhabited um, and taken on. And I'm going to choose to consciously discard this now and just be super loud and proud about the fact that, fuck yeah, I wrote about sex and I had a fucking great time doing it. <laughs> and I think the last fear that I had, and it was a really odd one, was that I felt like I wasn't a fiction writer. And I thought, what a strange little pigeonhole to put myself in for somebody who doesn't like to be pigeonholed, who likes to do all kinds of things, who never wants to be constrained into any piece of framework. And I realized I haven't actually really written fiction since I was maybe in high school. And I hadn't given myself that time just to explore for the fucking fun of it. And along the way, I just happened to have, um, you know, written nonfiction stuff, including the workbooks and a bunch of the programs that I've written. When I did the Double Your Business program, I wrote fucking 40, over 40,000 words in that. So obviously I can fucking write, but I just wasn't used to writing fiction per se in this way. Um, And I haven't been... I haven't done it in 20 years. And that sucks. That's so silly that I let it go for that long because it was so much fun. And so I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm not going to call myself a nonfiction writer. I'm not going to call myself a fiction writer. I'm not going to call myself fucking anything except a Leone. And I love when people like cross into new kinds of projects and book themes that they wouldn't necessarily write about or create. I love when they give themselves that freedom. And so I'm so grateful that I gave myself that freedom too. Along the way, like once I've gotten over those fears, I've really discovered, rediscovered the importance of random creative side projects, of just doing something for the fucking fun of it of doing it just because I want to and it's not necessarily something that I have to do it's not something that's going to generate money it's not something that's necessarily like the next big step for my business and brand like bath ew I've never wanted that what I've really wanted was to be able to have a creative job to be able to make money from my creations. And um, so it's really important that I still allow myself as much space as possible to give myself room to just create weird, random shit, however, the like, however I want to, whenever I want to. You know, it's funny, like for me now, and I mean, like, spoiler alert, I'm going to sound crazy privileged in like the coming sentences so just know that I'm aware of that but I also just want to give you like behind the scenes of how my brain works when I look at doing a new project the project and that's usually a course will usually bring in at least a hundred thousand dollars for my business plus more going forward when I you know go on to continue selling it so for me it was a little bit tricky and going okay well I could spend my time on writing an erotic novella which probably won't be really a money-making exercise um you know I could be spending my time on a course instead and earn at least a hundred grand from it however I don't need to necessarily make a hundred grand what I need to do 
is give myself the gift of full creative expression in all that in all that it comes and I know that because I've given myself the gift of this it means that when it comes to like the next project that probably will be a big money maker I'll be even more juiced up for it and I'll have like that next level of experience um, behind me as well I had a friend say that Sometimes you just have to make random offerings to the creative gods. And I think that's really true. Just to do something, not because it's going to make money, not because it's like the next right thing uh, for your brand or your business. <laughs> I don't know why I was saying it like that. But, you know, we, sometimes we get so serious and sometimes we just have to do things just for the fear, sheer fucking joy of it. I also had my friend Kerry Rowett, the kinesiologist, remind me that my business is built on weird, random side projects that I've just come up with. So, for example, over 10 years ago when I was pregnant with my first kid and decided, oh, you know what, I should create just like a goals book for myself that's like rainbow and colorful and just makes me feel happy. Um, And then after I created it, and it only took me a few days, I was like, oh, you know what, this could be cute online, like maybe like 10 people would like this online. And I put it online, and it went on to sell crazy amounts, like a 1000 in the first month. And it's gone on to be used by like close to 400,000 people worldwide now. She said to me, like, Leonie, like, when you were looking at that crazy goals book that you set up, like you wouldn't, you weren't doing it for like the next big thing. You didn't know that it was going to like bring in over a million dollars in the future. You didn't know that it was going to make you an international bestseller. You just did it for the sheer fucking fun of it. And you still need to give yourself room to do those kind, that kind of random shit because it lights up your soul and they don't all have to be crazy international bestsellers or anything like that. But you are a creator and you are you, you own a creative business and so you need to just keep on doing weird random shit. So that really helped me just go, yeah, actually this is this is a total priority. So when I planned out this year, my number one goal for this year was to write an erotic novella. And I started writing it in April and was making was it no, what I don't even know what month we're in. Hang on. No, I started writing in March. Yes, in March, at the start of March. And I thought, and I declared publicly that I was going to have it finished by 1st of April. And I had it written down on my desktop and I had it written down every which way. Um, And then coronavirus hit and we became quarantined. And I immediately, like my brain was called in other ways and I knew that I had other things to create. So I ended up creating the 6,000 word guide and accompanying podcast and resource list all about um, how to homeschool during times of coronavirus because I knew people would be needing that. I also did the money episode of money in the time of coronavirus as well. I just kind of felt like that's where my energy was being drawn to and that's where people most needed my help and it was also like where my like I was kind of fixated Um, and sometimes I have to follow these fixations so I did that and then when my brain calmed down which was a, a few weeks ago I thought to myself okay I can start getting back on track now and for me the best way to do anything is to ride the wild donkey 
So if you don't know what I'm talking about, riding the wild donkey is a concept I came up with, I don't know, nine years ago. If you Google Leonie Dawson wild donkey, you'll find my free ebook that I wrote about it. And basically what it says is that creative ideas are like wild donkeys that show up in your paddock. And your only job is just to ride it until it's finished and then let it go out into the world. And when I'm riding the wild donkey, it means that I do things with a really short deadline because otherwise I get really bored and I'm never going to complete it. I'm never, I'm not a marathon runner, runner. I'm a sprinter. I know this about myself. I'm fucking terrible when it comes to consistency. I really am, but I'm good when it comes to like riding that energy. And I find as well, like the energy for projects is always comes at the start, like the excitement of it. And then it wanes throughout the project. And then the excitement comes at the end again, once you've finished it, like there's this I've got this huge burst of energy. Like I can fucking do anything right now. Um, And so when you compact those times closer together, it means that you're more likely to be able to, um, one, complete a project, not just one project, but more because you do one project and you get this whole huge surge of energy and then you like take up the next project and you run with it um, and complete that. And you get that beautiful surge of energy again. Of course, you have to be mindful about burnout, but it's sort of when you can wild donkey it a little bit more, the energy is more fertile still. So I decided that I would dedicate one week to writing my romance novella. And I absolutely know that books can be written in a month. And that's why I created the 40 days to create and sell your your e-course and 40 days to finish your book. And we've had so many fucking people finish their e-courses and their books in those courses. Um, Because when you give yourself the gift of that time and just stop thinking about writing your book and get out of your own fucking way, it just gets done. So I wrote about 15,000 words in the space of a week or so, there was a couple of extra work days in and in there as like that I started in in March before coronavirus. Um, but yeah, I got fifteen thousand words done. I have written books before in the space of a few weeks, so it absolutely can be done. So I gave myself a week, and I also just to really max up my <laughs> my incentive to get it done. I told my accountability buddy and I also paid someone to send me an email every single day asking me for my word count uh, because that really sets off my obliger tendencies. So this is from the book, The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin, which I think is actually a really fucking important book. And it talks about our, you know, the four different kinds of people we, we all are and how we respond to getting things done. And so I'm an obliger tendency, which means that I struggle more when I'm just trying to hold an obligation to myself, but I perform really well when I'm holding an obligation to someone else. I'm a people pleaser. So by telling my accountability buddy and by having uh, somebody, 
I'm paying someone to email me and say, did you write anything today? It really fucking helped. And it's kind of like why the 40 days to create and sell your e-course and 40 days to uh, finish your book works really well because everyone has to email me in their word count each day. And um, it gives a lot of like daily pressure, <laughs> which is most excellent. So um, I did it. I kind of dedicated myself to writing the book. I killed off all distractions. I turned on my self-control app so I couldn't surf on social media. Uh, I would text my the person I was emailing and my accountability buddy when I was about to start a work session. I would tell them my word count number. And at the end of the work session, I would tell them my word count number as well. So it was really fun. And um, it's finally fucking done. I'm so thrilled. And the amount of energy I have right now is amazing. And I just feel so much more confident as well. Like, even though I'm already fucking confident, guys, like, you know, my confidence levels are through the roof pretty much. Um, But now I'm like, yeah, I can't do shit, even when it scares me, even when I'm not really sure how I'm going to do it. And even when it's something I do have some fears about, I absolutely have this. So, I love that. I love that I've like strengthened my creative muscle and I love that I've created something new in the world. So let me tell you about the book. It's called Salt. It's an erotic romance novella. What that means is there's less sexy scenes in there and there's also just romance and it's a love story. <laughs> it's set in oh let's see if I can get through this out giggling. Uh it is set in Queensland in Australia and I had a friend who's Canadian read through it and she was like that was very Australian. <laughs> I've learned a lot of words and some of them I still don't understand what you meant. And I wanted to really infuse it with the language and the vernacular of my people, my people who are Northern Queenslanders and the the language of that men use, especially uh, kind of Bushmen. So my dad's a farmer. He speaks like this. My cousins speak like this. I went to a really remote boarding school uh, with kind of farm kids from all over Queensland, Northern Territory. And um, you know, these are people who live like uber remote, who did School of the Air for um, primary school, which is like school over the radio. So if you all think like homeschooling is fucking tough, like the people I went to school with did it even so much tougher in terms of being so remote that, you know, they wouldn't see another kid for weeks and months on end. Um, you know, they might have lived like three hours from the closest tiny, tiny town. Um, and they did all of their schooling over radio. <laughs> um, and I went to school with people who, you know, they're breeding cattle and they've returned to stations and they're jackarooing and jillarooing. And I've got a friend who is a rural reporter as well, which is really cool. And um, it was an amazing culture to be a part of. And I wanted to really celebrate the kind of North Queensland accent and vernacular and way of life because it's a different way of speaking and it's so um, kind of innate to me. It's in 
in my cell. It's the song of my people. <laughs> so salt is is a it's a love story and it's a sex story and it's a little I, I, I realized later it's kind of a bit pagan as well because it's a love story about the earth as well. And like the earth like place and people kind of intertwined. I don't know. I kind of I don't want to describe it to you, but you should read it. It's fucking hot. <laughs> and I think I'm just really thrilled with it. I'm really fucking thrilled. So it's going to take a few hours for it to get published, but you'll be able to find it on Amazon and all of the Amazon websites across the world. It's called Salt and my pen name is Lola Lee, L-O-L-A, last name Lee, L-E-I-G-H. So uh, I decided to self-publish this because I didn't want to spend a whole bunch of fucking time pitching it to houses. And um, I've self-published for years and years and years. I'm currently in a publishing deal. But when that ends, I'll probably go back to self-publishing my workbooks as well because I love the creative freedom of it and I love the more money aspect of it, guys. Money, money, money. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm self-publishing it. I'll just be on Kindle. It's not available in paperback right now. Um, but you can just like download the Kindle app on your iPad or whatever for free and read it on there. If you're really fucking desperate for that paperback, please email support at leonidawson.com so I can gauge how much interest it is and whether it's worth my time to format it in that direction. But I did it. I fucking read it in a hot, a romantic, erotic novella. I'm fucking chuffed with myself. And now I can just add it to the glorious list of identities I have like I love like I could say like I'm a international best-selling author of the goals workbooks but I also write erotic fiction fuck it yes I am everything I was ever born to be at last at last guys this was so much fun sharing it with you I love you guys I hope you're having a fucking bond today and I just want to say look if there is anything in your heart that you want to create do it do it, even when it's a weird, random, creative offering to the gods, even when it makes no sense, even when you have fears around it, just do it because it feels so fucking great and you learn so much along the way and it's just scrumptious. All right. I love you. Let me know what you think of the book once you've read it and I'm sending you so much gladness, so many miracles and so much random offerings to the creative gods. Bye!